Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. We are back here in the program. we got a lot to get into here today, not the least of which is this new Vince McMahon documentary. The scripted TV series, they're calling it, which is fitting. WWE and Blumhouse Media announced Monday they are developing the United States of America versus Vince McMahon, a limited-run scripted television series that will be the first-ever scripted dramatic portrayal of a chapter in WWE's history and the first scripted portrayal of McMahon, as well as many of the legendary superstars of that era. Well, I mean, what about Young Rock? That wasn't all about Vince McMahon, but it was a scripted portrayal of McMahon and many of the legendary superstars of the era. Anyway, it says the series will focus on the mid-90s and the then-WWF, and specifically the steroid trial of 1994. I'm going to read, after we come back from the break, the press release, just so we can all have a good LOL. And we can talk about that here on the program today. We've also got some notes on AEW. Tonight is Monday Night Raw. We got SmackDown from Friday, if you want to talk about that show. We, uh, we never got to do the Friday Impact Review, so if you want to do the Impact Review today, we can do that. Obviously, the Tokyo Dome. I have now seen the entire Tokyo Dome. So if you want to talk about any of the matches on that show, you are welcome to do so. This is leading to the New Japan Grand Slam in the MetLife Dome on September 5th, where, in fact, we will be seeing Shingo versus Evil. And i got to talk about that because that's kind of interesting. And not just because evil is back in the world title picture. We have got the Super Junior Tag League notes. We have got the uh, lineup for Raw. They got two segments announced tonight, but that's it. So we can talk about that. And uh, plenty of other stuff as well. So back in a moment, Mike Sempervivi joins us. Kick it off after the break. Observer Live.
Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Can you name the three habits of healthy hygiene? We shower, we brush our teeth, and we... Wait a minute. What third habit? Think about it. The pandemics reminded us that the nose is your body's filter against a constant invasion of airborne germs. Your nose traps allergens, bacteria, and viruses. But like any filter, the more it's clogged up, the less it works. Now it's easy to clean your nose with Navage. My name's Martin Hoke, and I did not invent nasal irrigation. It's been around thousands of years, but I did invent Navage to make nasal irrigation easy for everyone. Navage uses powered suction to flush out germs that cause congestion, or worse, can make you very sick. People love Navage. It has 4.7 stars with over 70,000 online reviews, and over 2 million people use Navage to breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier. Go to Navage.com or find Navage at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, Bed Bath, and select Walmarts. Make cleaning your nose your third habit. Navage. Clean nose. Healthy life. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back at the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Got a lot to get into here today. Hello to all the Twitch homies. I need you guys' help today to discuss what we're going to talk about because there's a lot of stuff to get into, but uh, there's also a lot of stuff we didn't get into over the weekend. So whatever, whatever you guys want to talk about, 425-780-7566 is the text message line. That is 425-780-7566. Maybe we'll open up the phone lines later on today. Depends on how I'm feeling. At Brian Alvarez on Twitter, at Sempervivi. First story here today, as I noted in the opening segment, WWE and Blumhouse Media announced 
WWE and Blumhouse Media announced that they are developing the United States of America versus Vince McMahon, a limited run scripted TV series. So I guess it's not just going to go on forever. It's a limited run. It will be the, quote, first ever scripted dramatic portrayal of a chapter in WWE's history and, quote, the first scripted portrayal of McMahon as well as many of the legendary superstars of that era. Even though McMahon's all over Young Rock, which is a scripted portrayal of McMahon and many of the legendary superstars of that era. Well, we got to write something in this press release. Series will focus on the mid-90s and the then-WWF, and specifically the steroid trial of 1994. From the press release, the show will delve into WWE during the 90s. At the time, Rupert Murdoch had purchased the New York Post to further his massive infiltration into the U.S. media landscape. For years, infamous Post writer Phil Mushnick regularly hammered WWE chairman and CEO Vince McMahon in his column. Headlines like legislators give WWE a free pass on roids and McMahon skips through the cemetery eventually captured the attention of the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York, the nation's most prestigious federal prosecutor's office with a conviction rate of over 96%. In 1994, the U.S. government indicted McMahon for allegedly supplying anabolic steroids to WWE talent. McMahon, with his liberty at stake, two school-aged children at home, and with WWE on the brink of bankruptcy, refused to take a plea deal. Ultimately, McMahon stood trial and was acquitted unanimously by a jury of his peers and went on to build a multi-billion dollar global sports entertainment empire. From the WWE side, McMahon and Kevin Dunn will be executive producers of a show about his own trial. No TV streaming partner or anticipated release date accompanied the news. Project is the latest in a growing list of media about the WWE chairman. I wonder if they'll have the, the part in it where uh, Linda McMahon got tipped off about George Zahorian and at uh, the very last second they decided not to hire him officially to uh, appear in the locker room. And uh, anyway, that's the first that's one story, I everybody. Of. That's the first That's the one I of, too. Yeah. Yes, he was... What what year was that again, Brian? Did that happen? 1994, they said here. School 1994. Age. You know, I have school-age child right now. He's uh, he's 13 years old. Um, if we're going with 1993, you said? 1993? 94! Uh, 94. Shane McMahon would have been 24 years old. Stephanie McMahon would have been, at that time, what? Uh, how old would she have been? Well, in 1994, uh, she's, years? dude, she's my age, so uh, yeah. she would have been uh, just getting out of high school. School-age okay. children. School-age children, yes. I guess uh, technically they didn't specify uh, what school, you know, graduate school, secondary school. Like, so I guess technically school-age is, is still fair. It's just out of the norms of what we would usually consider uh, school-age children, although there's going to be a lot of things in this that we don't consider uh up to its word i have a feeling um yeah how seriously can i really take this i i can't i don't take don't it take it seriously at all. at all not even a little bit is, is this going to appear on peacock or are they going for some sort of incredible well, I'm sure like, they could get it on 
Dude, if they could get it on the main NBC, they'd do it. But yeah, we got to find a... out if they can get a deal anywhere. <laughs> now, do you make this imagine. like a a roots level uh, mini series over the span of a week? Do we get this? No, nah, that's like, what uh... it says here, Mike. It says a uh, it says a a uh, a limited run scripted TV series. Mm. Limited run. So it's not going to go on for like nine years to cover one year. That sounds like a mini series to me. That sounds like a mini series. Doesn't sound like. Wouldn't every scripted TV series be limited run? Do we have an unlimited run TV series that I'm unaware of? Ah, Meet the Press, I guess, is kind of Simpsons at this point. Raw, of course, the the longest running episodic television show in cable primetime history, or something like that. Anyway, it's ridiculous. Okay, so anyway, moving on. So the uh, the Tokyo Dome was uh, Sunday. We talked about uh, the first uh, four matches, I think, yesterday. And uh, I've since watched the last two matches. Yes, we did, uh, oh, to a yeah. degree. I know we talked about the Rambo. But anyway, wow. so I watched the final two matches, and uh, very quickly I can conclude that, in fact, that tag team title match was way too long. But yeah. the main event with Shingo and, uh, and Hiroshi Tanahashi, which was literally the exact same length, uh, there's like 20 second difference between the tag team match and the main event. That match was not too long. That match was exactly as long as it needed to be. I'm sure Mike will argue this tag match, but uh, you're you're on an island, brother. Anything. No, I'm not. No, I'm not on an really? island with you. You can be on whatever island you want to be on. Anything could go shorter. Anything could be longer. It doesn't necessarily make it right or wrong either way. I thought. For the tag match, I, I actually thought it flew by compared to some other matches that, you know, that go that length of time. I, I can't believe anybody would have an issue with that match. I, I really don't. Even with the length of time that it went, it was so well done and the, everybody tied together so nicely. I don't know how anybody can complain about that. I, I really don't. Tanahashi and Shingo are Tanahashi and Shingo. So, again, they go 10 more minutes. They go 10 less minutes, it doesn't matter. They still put on a banger of a match. So I disagree. You know, again, it really comes down to your your preference on what you like. You know, and if you watch the match, nobody can, you know, decide what they think about the match just off the length of the time. You have to watch the match and get into the flow of it. And it didn't drag for me at any point. I didn't think it was too long. Uh, again, could it have been a little bit shorter? Maybe, but you can make that excuse about Tanahashi and Shingo as well, too. So, well, I mean, obviously, me, you, every, you can make any opinion a, you want, and everything's in a vacuum. You exa- exactly, and somebody's going to say that the match went too long, and then state that as fact, and those people uh, would be wrong because that's not a fact. <laughs> just sorry. Are we going to do this semantics gimmick right here? So we had me, no. Vinny, Craig, and Dave. All four of us agreed that that match was too long. So that's why I said you're on an island in your opinion I don't that know. the I match the, is too I short, and you said with, you were not on an island. I, I'm not. I did a show with Adam today. He didn't He didn't think it was too long. Again, I don't... You know what an island is? This is silly. This is... this. Okay, uh, sure. I'm on an island... With probably lots of other Thank people, you. and Thank you, you know, great can be a can be a medium sized island, but it's an island nonetheless. Now, here's sure. my point about all of this. Uh-huh. So the main event was Tanahashi and Shingo. Okay, Shingo beats Tanahashi, and they bring out of all people evil. Do we have to do an argument about being on an island wanting to see evil in the world title picture again? But anyway, evil comes out, and I was thinking last night. Okay. Well, the match was supposed to be 
Ibushi and Shingo. Ibushi has pneumonia, and they said that it was like touch and go whether he'd make the Tokyo Dome, which when I hear it's touch and go whether he's going to make it, that tells me, like, maybe he will make it. So he can't be that sick, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't say touch and go. They would have just not waited until the last minute. That's what I thought. But then they bring out Evil. And so Evil is going to be challenging Shingo. And then the obvious question is, well, if, if Ibushi is going to be better soon, then why isn't it going to be Shingo and Ibushi? So then Dave said, well, you know, they got some shows coming up. Well, the next show that they have uh, announced a big lineup for is the MetLife Dome, which is September 5th, which is six weeks from now. And the main event of that show is Shingo and Evil. Now, I could be reading way too much into this, but we're six weeks away from the show. Ibushi's not going to be ready to get his championship match against Shingo in six weeks? Is that the concern? Because that would be concerning to me if I heard that news. It's possible. You know, we we don't know what, what condition he's in, and we don't know how much is going to linger and all that other stuff. It could also be a sleight of hand where, because we have the G1 coming up, they are putting evil in there, and maybe they wait for a bushy shot until after the G1 and everything shakes out. But, again, you know... I, <sighs> When it comes to Obushi and his condition, I guess we'll just have to monitor it day by day because it has been now touch and go for quite some time. And I don't know, again, we don't know his condition. This is just going to be one thing we'll have to check on every single day. But maybe maybe it is worse than they're letting on. Uh, yes, according to the, uh, the chat here, September 5th is all out. But the September 5th will be September 5th is all out, September 5th in America. Uh, September 5th in Japan is an 18-hour difference. So basically the Dome, or the uh, MetLife Dome, will be airing uh, late Saturday night, and AEW will be airing Sunday night. Now obviously, if you're doing a big show here with Shingo, Evil, <laughs> we've got, again, Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Naito and Sonata, although they've also added Goto and Yoshiashi, so it's a three-way for the tag titles. Rob Eagles versus Aroma. they got three matches so far. So obviously nobody involved in the MetLife Dome can work AEW, and obviously none of the big AEW stars are going to New Japan anytime soon because of the quarantine. But yes, they are basically running within 18 hours of each other, the MetLife Dome and the All Out Show. When we come back, we can talk about the Super Juniors, SmackDown, Impact. I don't know what you want me to say about Raw, but if you want me to talk about the two things they have announced, I can. That's back in a moment, Observer Live. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your 
your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. I don't want to get everybody worried, but we've got a bunch of New Japan lineups. They've announced a bunch of matches for the Summer Struggle shows. Um, and essentially, to cut to the chase... We've got shows announced for July 27th, July 30th, July 31st, August 1st, and, well, those are the important ones because those are those are full cards that they've announced. On none of those cards is Ibushi's name anywhere, and uh, all of those shows stretch out another week from now. So then the, uh, the Summer Struggle uh, Super Junior Tag League starts on August 7th, and they have announced matches beginning August 7th, but they've only announced the uh, Junior Tag League matches. So they're going to fill in the rest of the cards uh, at some point here. And uh, I guess it's possible that uh, if Ibushi is back, they could put him on those shows. But it certainly appears, uh, and unless I, I guess I could add matches or whatever, but these seem to be full cards. I mean, there are no plans for Ibushi to be wrestling until at least early August at this point. 
So I hope this dude's okay. Worrisome to me. Yeah, I, I don't know how long it takes you to come back from that type of pneumonia, but he's got to train as well, too. You know, it's going to take some time, and obviously he's in great shape, but it's going to take some time to get, you know, some of his breath back. I mean, again, I don't know what this type of pneumonia again he inhaled something or did something and got it stuck in the lining or whatever it was that that he ended up getting this so what the recovery time is on and i have no idea they have already committed to evil in shingo that way there's no question i mean again i don't want to go back to the evil well uh, nobody's excited about that although this is a chance for him to finally step up and this would be a great time for them to not have so much bullet club and dick togo interference although you know, much like with Ross, I'm, you know, I'll believe that when I see it, you know, and that's very, very unfortunate. But they've seemed to already commit to go in that direction. We have the Super Juniors matches set up for all those days at Corican Hall. Uh, but it does leave spots available for at least two matches taking place. Robbie Eagles is already in these matches. I don't think we're going to see Hiromu much, if at all, uh, before he actually is out there for that title match against Robbie Eagles uh, on September 4th. Uh, Taichi, Zack Sabre Jr., all those guys, you know, those names, some of those names are going to be involved in those mixes and those matches on those nights, which means you're out of spots. So I hope he gets better, but if he does get better soon, great. Rest up, you know, do what you need to do, and you're going to have some time to get ready for the G1 because bottom line, if there's any question about that, he can't be out of the G1. They don't need him to be out of the G1. They need him in there and to set up his march going towards January and whatever they plan on doing for the Dome shows on the 4th and the 5th. But he's got to be ready for the G1. He's too important to miss for that. So even if he could come back, the hell with it. You got your path already set. Just get better. Well, we do have a Raw preview for tonight, everybody. And uh, I guess you can write all of this down. We'll find out what they actually do. They have announced a segment with Nikki Ash. Nikki Ash addresses the WWE. Maybe she'll address being booed at all the house shows this past weekend. Bobby Lashley will respond to Goldberg's challenge. AJ Styles and Omos versus the Viking Raiders for the Raw Tag Team titles. And Mustafa Ali and Mansoor will team up. And if there's one segment I expect them to forget about, it's that one. So we'll see. Now, people are mad about Nikki Ash. Well, they did house shows, and uh, all the reports were that Nikki Ash got booed. They did three ways with uh, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, and the people weren't into Nikki Ash's gimmick. And as has been noted to me by a few people, the Nikki Ash gimmick, uh, really, it was over when she won Money in the Bank. And honestly, like, virtually anybody could have won Money in the Bank and got cheered. And then she was cheered when she did the cash-in, which, of course, anybody can cash-in and get cheered. So now that those two big moments have passed, now we watch and we find out on television if she gets cheered and if she remains as over as she was with those two big moments. And now shows she was not as over as Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. So we'll see what happens tonight. We're, we're in the real world now. we got real fans. They're going to let you know what you, they think of all this stuff. No more buttons, brother. Days of do buttons your- are over. Do your best Terry Funk impression saying Nikki Ash. Go ahead. I, I, I can't do it on the air. Pretend her middle name is Saddle. Go ahead, do it. Besides, if I if I scream, we're going to be peeking this mic here. Oh, we got emails coming in. Smackdown sucks, this person says. Carmella gets two title shots for free after a horrible win-loss record. 
Tegan and Shotzi can't get a single title shot after beating the tag champs twice. Instead, they bully Corbin and injure his junk backstage. Weren't they supposed to get a tag team title match this week? Didn't they announce that? And then they didn't, right? Can't remember. Were they yeah, because they, they, they debuted and they beat the tag champs. Then they inexplicably just got another non-title match, which they won. And they said that one was for a championship opportunity. And I'm pretty sure they said next week. And then next week came, and they were just playing around backstage on a tank, and they shot Baron Corbin in the in the <laughs> ding-dong. That was what they did backstage. Uh, and then Kevin Owens, in need of friends. Kevin Owens ran all his away, and now he's the one giving uh, Hallmark type of Pep speech, pep up speech to Baron Corbin, gave him some cash in his hand, and then he got still shot in the cojones by the by the fan favorites on the tank, and that was. So here's here, the thing, look, everybody. Here's, wait, wait, before you say anything else, too, Baron Corbin, they did an interview on the show that was frankly not very good, but the one that they did actually afterwards, which probably won't matter because you'll never see it on the main show, the one that he did explaining his situation, it still makes it completely ridiculous. But it was miles better than what you saw on SmackDown, and he was actually great doing it. All right. I realize that I just put myself in position to just be an idiot whenever I try to examine WWE storylines. But help me out here, everybody. So correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, okay? Baron Corbin was a heel, okay? But every time that he feuded, it was always a two-on-one advantage for the babyfaces. Ray and Dominic were always double-teaming Corbin, and then Nakamura and Boogs were always double-teaming the guy. And if you forget that storyline, they kept they kept stealing his crown. They were thieves, okay? They kept stealing his crown over and over again, which was not fair. And so he goes to complain about it, and the guy in charge of the show says, the only fair way to solve this problem is to do a match where the winner gets the crown, which is not the fair way to do it. He was a victim of theft. In no universe is it fair to to have things stolen yeah, from you. And when you this. go to the police, the police go, well, it's only fair that you guys fight, and then the winner can get the stolen property. So anyway, he goes in there. He loses his crown. Then they do the storyline where he loses all of his money. And he comes out there, and he's sad, and he's bald, and, like, they're making him look as just depressed as possible. And he's out there, okay? And, like, when it first happened, I thought, okay, I get it. We're supposed to feel sympathy for this guy because he's going to turn babyface. He's down on his luck, poor bloke, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So then he starts coming out on TV and he starts cutting these promos, which are clearly heel promos. Oh, I'm so poor. I had to take public transportation and it was so stinky. Oh, I'm so poor that I had to move in with my my mother-in-law. Oh, you guys probably all know what that's. He's making fun of the fans for being poor. So he's clearly still cutting heel promos, okay? So then on SmackDown this week, he gets he gets shot in the uh, the Jimmy with a, a, a bullet out of Shotzi and Ember's tank or whatever, or Shotzi and Knox because Ember's not even here. So he gets shot and he goes down, and then uh, Ziggler and Rude steal his money, okay? They're heels. They steal his money. And then Kevin Owens comes back, and Kevin Owens saves him by running off the heels with a chair. So am I supposed to like the guy or not? Because Kevin Owens, is a, Kevin Owens is a babyface. Everything's shaking here in this room. 
Kevin Owens is a baby face. He has saved Baron Corbin from two heels robbing him, which tells me that I'm supposed to feel sympathy for the guy, but then he goes out and he cuts promos that are clearly heel promos. This is the worst written garbage. And it's not just SmackDown, but like, when people go, SmackDown's better than Raw, it's like, do you watch the show? Because this is horrible. Back in a moment, Observer Live. You don't gotta go to Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 45 That's 800-754-4531. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Guanzon here says, 
I think we are supposed to hate Corbin and laugh at his misery. Well, hold on a second. Okay, if that's the case, we're supposed to hate Baron Corbin and laugh at his misery. Why is babyface Kevin Owens giving the guy money, and then the heels are bullying and robbing Corbin, and babyface Kevin Owens makes a save for Corbin? That doesn't make any sense. This is meta. It's bigger than the wrestling, Brian. You see how the way Kevin Owens has treated people over time. At one point, he had no friends whatsoever. No good guys, no bad guys, no McMahons even. They all hated Kevin Owens. And he's had to rebound from that. And he knows what it's like to be alienated by everybody and to alienate everyone and to be alone by yourself all out on an island. And sometimes, you know, good people are buried way deep underneath a bunch of layers of BS. And that's something Kevin Owens called out to him. He's been such a prick for so long to people that even Baron Corbin, in one of his worst times, trying to talk to Kevin Owens, insulted him. And that's why he got beat up. But Kevin Owens came back. Because he knows that people, some people need a little bit more time than others to try to be rehabbed and to try to make something out of themselves. So there, there it is. Since I, we have to build our own stories for everything that is involved in WWE. And here's the thing, too, about all those other times that Baron Corbin was, like, you know, looking like a fool and getting double teamed. This is the guy that, like, was the McMahon family, you know... The symbol, the literal symbol for why the show was going down in the toilet. He was a horrible person in storyline form over and over and over again, taking advantage of people. That's why he got no sympathy from anybody when Boogs and Nakamura were stealing his crown. I feel like we got WWE writers in the chat because this guy says, Corbin is turning babyface. That's the point. Bro, if he's turning babyface, why is he coming out on TV every week and doing obvious heel promos, making fun of the fans for being Man. poor and down on their luck? It doesn't make sense. Here's another one. Moving on. So Roman Reigns does his promo in the main event. You rooted and, for the sheriff of Nottingham and Robin Hood, didn't you? And uh, he comes out and he says, John Cena returned and... I was expecting, this is just, when you think about it, it's hilarious. I was expecting something different, but it's the same old John Cena. It's the same old John Cena doing the same old stuff. And he throws out the line about it's like doing missionary every night, which is a great line for a live crowd because that crowd went nuts for that line. <laughs> but his, his point, the point of the promo was that John Cena is back here doing the same thing, how boring. And I was like, which clown wrote that line? Or which guy is sending a message by writing that line? Because his promo was the story of SmackDown. You're out here telling me that we're seeing the same John Cena every week. When I watch the show and I see the same matches, SmackDown, my friend, is in fact missionary every night. Now, <laughs> the other thing I want to talk about, and we can talk about Impact. The other one guy is really mad we haven't talked about Impact yet. But anyway, uh, rolling loud. Okay. So in the middle of the show... Oh, God, I wish we were on Sirius all the time just so we could match up wrestling shows with their sexual positions. I can imagine what we could come up with. So we go, we go to Rollin' Loud in the middle of SmackDown. And uh, I, I had the biggest love-hate relationship with this segment because, first off, it's at Rollin' Loud in Miami, and they claim there were 200,000 people there. And, like, I didn't go and find out how many people actually showed up, but when they showed the camera shots... It looked like there were 200,000 people there. A sea of humanity. And in the middle of it, there's a... Uh, yeah, it's definitely the washing machine. In the middle of it, 
<laughs> there's a there's a wrestling ring, and there's a big SmackDown uh, whatever screen or whatever, and they they bring out two matches. We have uh, we have Angelo Dawkins and Chad Gable, and then we have uh, for literally no reason. Uh, Bianca Belair and Carmella for the title, even though Bianca Belair beat her clean for the title last week. We're just going to do it again. So they bring out both matches. And, like, the good news is it was so awesome to watch wrestling in the, in front of 200,000 people. It was like Pyongyang, except everybody wanted to be there. And the sun's going down, and it was just so cool looking. But then we had the matches. <laughs> Angelo Dawkins and Chad Gable goes... Three minutes and 58 seconds. Bianca Belair and Carmella goes four minutes and 45 seconds. And they are the most nothing happening. Every random WWE match you've ever seen. There's a chin lock in both matches. A four-minute match. Both matches were four minutes long. We had two people laying on the mat in front of 200,000 people doing chin locks. The fans are are in the in the in the Bianca Belair match. They start chanting for somebody who's performing on another stage. We want I forget who it was, but like they wanted them and not wrestling. I'm like, oh my god. I realize that like this isn't what they do, but you could have taken Ricochet, who is a small spectacular wrestler, and you could have taken Cesaro, who is a large spectacular wrestler who is a fantastic base. And you could have told these two that they have five minutes, and they could have gone out there and did every crazy high spot under the sun in a sprint for five minutes, and you would have not had people chanting for somebody on another stage. Because boom, 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 it's Cirque du Soleil. This guy's flying. This guy did a flip. This guy did a, a 630. They would have been going crazy. No. Let's do a, a by-the-numbers basic match. Lay in a chin lock, make a comeback in front of non-fans, and go home. I was like, "What a waste!" But hey, whatever. They were in front of two hundred thousand people. How do you think Meg should feel about the baby bringing Tory Lanes on stage? I oh, don't worry about that. Look, you're right. Bottom line is, it should have been to me a six person. You can put American Alpha out there with Carmella, and have. Dawkins and and just Montez Ford and and Bianca on one side and do that and like you mentioned do six minutes of all-out action get it over with get it done because I don't blame them for doing it you have to take advantage of those opportunities and no you got to figure okay yeah most of that crowd isn't going to care you're doing it for the aesthetic you're doing it so you can say you did something and it's positive PR you got a lot of rappers that, you know, maybe the fans didn't react. I bet you a lot of the, the people there that were actually performing on the show reacted to some of those guys and, and girls in the back. For sure, I know they did. So it is what it is. They just didn't put their best foot forward as far as the TV viewer or the viewer there because that fast-paced Nitro type of match or just, a you know, your car crash you know, mostly above the mat style wrestling would be where you'd want to go. Laying in chin locks for two minutes, it's just crazy. To go with that formula is nutty. You know, you're just not taking advantage of your opportunities, I didn't think. right? Said They sent the right people down there. They just didn't do the match right. The match is right, because it should have only been one. Uh, the Impact show, I mean, there's not really a lot to talk about. It's just a follow-up to Slammiversary. But the important thing on the show was the segment that they did with Jay White. 
So uh, Jay White shows up uh, very early in the show. They did a, a quick backstage segment. And uh, actually, he wasn't even in the first backstage segment. But Chris Bay ends up turning around. There's a there's a Bullet Club shirt. So later, Jay White goes up to Chris Bay, asks if he got the message. Chris Bay says, listen, I, I, I appreciate everything, but I don't know if you know this about me or not. I'm already a star, and I, uh, I work on my own. And so Jay White says, how's that working on your own been going for you? And he walks away. So later, uh, Jay White shows up in the... In the building, he's there live, and the place goes Brian crazy. Brian says that about him. my solo shows, by the way. It's exactly how he says it. Yes, and uh, he comes out, and of course, everybody wants to see Jay White versus Kenny Omega. But his promo is about he actually came here to face David Finley, and they're facing each other on August fourteenth at Resurgence. So they're going to shoot some angles there. But he does mention that he is the real belt collector. And this leads to the Bullet Club coming out. And basically, everybody gets in an argument about whose Bullet Club was hotter, who should be asking who to join. Uh, Jay White's saying, you guys should, you know, come with me. And they're like, you're not a big enough star, blah, blah, blah. And so it gets into this big brawl. Anderson and Gallows attack Jay White. Chris Bay makes a save. So it looks like we are going to be getting the Good Brothers versus Jay White and Chris Bay. Uh, Jay White's uh, match with... Um, Finley is going to be taking place on the New Japan show. And I would not be surprised if we end up getting a Kenny Omega versus Jay White match on one of the big Impact shows. Now, obviously, uh, the question is, what do you do championship-wise? Would this be a match where Jay White is challenging for the Impact title? Would this be a match where Jay White can drop his title to Kenny Omega, the belt collector, and then you deal with that down the road. The thing that's interesting, forget Impact. Well, don't forget him, but this is not just something dealing with Impact, but Impact, New Japan Strong, uh, the main New Japan, AEW Dynamite, and Rampage is coming up as well. If you watch the shows as a fan, it just feels awesome because, oh man, Lance Archer won the IWGP US title from John Moxley on a Dynamite show after John Moxley had been defending that title on New Japan Strong shows. Kenny Omega is defending the Impact title on Impact shows. Kenny Omega may be facing Jay White in an AEW versus New Japan match on an Impact show. That may... It's, like all, it's all awesome, don't get me wrong, but like I don't have a lot of details, but... The fact of the matter is, if you imagine the politics involved with all of this, okay, it's a nightmare, all right? It, it comes off smooth on television, but I shouldn't say a nightmare, but it, it is very complicated. It's challenging. Who's beating who, when, for what belts, where, what show is so-and-so going to be on, who are they allowed to beat, who are they not allowed to beat, who are they allowed to get... I mean, it is extremely complicated, and if you as a fan are watching it and enjoying it, that's all great, because that's what they want you to do, but uh, you should uh, be appreciative of the fact that you're seeing it, because there are so many things that should and may at some point prevent you from being able to see certain things in certain places. Was that vague, but also uh, in-depth enough for everybody? I say we call Court Bauer right now on the air, put him on the spot, because he stole holds rights to Filthy Tom Lawler, who is your New Japan Strong Champion, who on the 14th of August may choke out Jay White. He may just choke out Jay White, pick up his belt, 
take it with him, put it along with his belt, and say, you know what? I'm the new belt collector, and he shows Jay up White's in AEW. Jay White's got a match on the 14th. That was a nice promo, but Jay White's already booked. Well, well, yeah, I know. Look, I'm, what I'm saying is, let's get Filthy Tom Lawler all these belts. He should be the belt collector because I believe in real life he can beat up all these people. Listen to me. Filthy Tom, you don't tell me nothing. Which actually, it'd be easier if he did tell me stuff, because then when I go on these big speeches and rants, like, I know what to say and not to say, but he doesn't, so I'll just say yeah, it anyway. You know the timeline better, Filthy, yeah. <laughs> Filthy Tom Lawler is the New Japan Strong Openweight Champion, okay? Uh, in what universe should he not be in this year's G1? He absolutely should be, right? I mean, Dave talked about last night, Chase Owens is going to be well, in the G1 this year, okay? I realize he's the Texas heavyweight champion and the uh, the, the KOPW provisional champion, but Filthy Tom Lawler is the New Japan Openweight champion. This guy absolutely should be in the G1 this year. I'm not going to stop until he's in there. I'm, And I'm not going to say that you're wrong. I, I, look, Chase Owens is in there because you got to give him something for staying in Japan, and look, it's... With travel restrictions, people getting sick, injuries are always a question anyway. You know, I understand why he's in there, but yeah, I'm not going to disagree at all that if he's willing to do it, filthy Tom Lawler should be not only in the G1, winning the whole thing and going on and challenging Shingo at the Tokyo Dome. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Do you need to sell your home? 
If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back at the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. This person here says, even though the crowd was dead silent, that rolling loud setup for SmackDown looked absolutely amazing. Pro wrestling is different, wacky, and unique locations are never a bad thing. This should happen more often, especially for WWE, because all of their shows feel the same and formulaic. I am the last person who would argue that they need to go on more field trips. Absolutely. But... And I've said this a million times. You need to play for your audience. If you're in a building and the fans all bought tickets and they know all the wrestlers, then you do your WWE-style match. That's what they paid to see. When you go somewhere, when you go to a festival, when you go to a Rolling Loud, when you go to whatever, you need to just go out there and tell them you got five minutes, sprint, do every crazy thing you can think of, and just go nuts and wow these people. And that's it. Uh, once you go back to the building, there was a two-hour SmackDown. They had two matches at Rolling Loud. You go back to the building, and you do your normal WWE stuff. And quite frankly, you know, even if you're, even if you're doing on national television a boom-boom-boom, all-high-spots match, the audience is still going to enjoy it. It's not like they're not going to enjoy it because there wasn't a chin lock in the middle of the match. So, yes, I hope we see more field trips from all companies, actually. You play to those casuals, and I think that's the best way you do it. You guys brought up Ricochet last night, perfect name. Again, you don't have to do something storyline-wise. You just send out the people that are exciting. There's a reason that people still remember Blitzkrieg from WCW to this day. We're out of time, everybody. I want to thank you all for listening today. Later on tonight, myself and Dave Meltzer, Wrestling Observer Radio. We were up last night for WrestlingObserver.com subscribers as well. And uh, video.wonline.com live tonight. Five Pacific Eight Eastern, myself and Filthy Tom Lawler, SmackDown, the Chicken Chest Poetry Contest, and oh. so much more. Thanks for listening, everybody. Twitch homies, Mike, as always, callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live. <laughs>